All right, and welcome to this week's episode of Shitty Christians. I'm your host, Michael Tabor. And Zachary Allard. Uh, and we've got a lot to get to today. So uh, we've been gone for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Not that our audience, I'm sure, knows, but uh, everything has happened. A lot of things have happened. A lot of dumb things have, have happened. Have any good things happened? Um, good things don't happen this Zachary. The Toronto, Canada, 2019. Canada won the NBA Finals. America, losers of basketball. <laughs> Uh, that was to the Warriors, right? Yeah. Wasn't that after just an absurd series? Oh, yeah. No, like, nonsense? Toronto, we don't have to get it, but Toronto had no actual business, like Canada, winning. Um, <laughs> until Ameri- all the Americans died. But it's not, like- uh, not unlike our actual geopolitical situation. <laughs> Canada comes out on top because we were busy suiciding ourselves. No, it's, I mean, it, yeah. No, it, did uh did what's his face actually tear his ACL? Yeah, so Kevin Durant, arguably the best player in the league, it's complicated. But he tore his Achilles, uh, and then they were still actually going to win Game Six. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looked like, um, and they only lost by like a possession. Uh, the Golden State, and then Clay Thompson tore his ACL, who was their one of their other great players. What happened to the little guy that shoots threes all the time? He shot a bunch of threes. Is why they're still in the okay. game, <laughs> <laughs> and they actually. He he missed a three at the end that they might he might have been able to pull out a win if he'd hit it, but they were they still basically made it a toss up of a game, even losing two of their best three players. That is absurd. Yeah, I mean it's injuries happen to every team. The Warriors sure. had some good injury like the last few years. Um, and if you look at LeBron losing in 2015 when he had a bunch of injuries and they couldn't win that series otherwise, like injury luck comes for everybody, but it was kind of tragic watching. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I heard it just wasn't very fun. It, it was, it was gorilla ball. It was like yeah. watching the greatest and the greatest players in the sport sitting on a bench. Mm. So America. <laughs> gorilla ball sounds a little racist. Yeah. So that, but Canada won. It does sound racist. I hadn't thought about that. Where does that come from? What's the... I don't know if I actually have anything interesting okay. to say. I think uh, it's confirmed just sort of like Zachary rough. Allard racist. No, it's a. It, I didn't invent this. <laughs> I didn't invent the racist phrase didn't invent racism either. They <laughs> Pre-existed. <perfected it. laughs> God damn it! I'm glad that we got immediately into sports on our religion and <laughs> politics podcast. Um. So mostly dumb shit happened, except for Canada winning the what? NBA title. Let's start with. Some really dumb shit, shall yeah. we? Um, let's start with Joe Biden. Oh, God. Not uh, that dumb. Yeah, <laughs> no, we're, we're going off the deep end dumb. Um, what, what has Uncle Joe done? So Uncle Joe was hanging out with billionaires, as he is wont to do. Uh, and he was specifically courting them in a way that, like, oh, no. there's been a lot of talk amongst the Democratic primary candidates about, like, not just the donations that they get, but how small the donations right, are, yeah, and how yeah, many yeah. people they have, and how three they're billion consensus. people gave us six cents. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and like, and Bernie has done this very effectively, and some of the other ones have too. Mm-hmm. But uh, but Biden, on the other hand, <laughs> hanging out with the billionaires, and not only is he hanging out with them, he's saying he's like, "Hey, I want you guys on my team." <laughs> And I, then, I love Joe Biden going full Lex Luthor. I love Joe Biden be, like just putting together a team of like, you guys aren't bad. Yeah, That's guys, like, you guys are my heroes. Super friends. Super Some friends. sort of squad of suicide. And, like, <laughs> it's just going to be, it's fine. Uh, it's fine. I mean, this has been his deal like the whole time. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, when I was a governor where he was just like responsible for a whole bunch of finance laws that just helped I think it finance. was when he was still in the Senate. I think yeah. he's only been in the Senate. Is think, that right? I think he's been in the Senate since he was like 30, early 30s. And I think he was basically senator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just come to Delaware and they don't pay taxes. Like, it's, it's the Ireland of the East Coast. Wild. Running tax shelters in our own fucking country. Incredible. Anyways, he's talking to billionaires and he hits them with this really choice line that like, don't worry, guys, nothing will fundamentally change. Oh, no. Yeah. So during the Trump administration, children are in cages. Yeah. Yeah. So many children in cages. There are concentration camps. And he's like, hey. Yeah, and, and specifically, I think nothing will fundamentally change for you, mm-hmm. the rich and powerful, the gods of our country, <laughs> the only true thing that we can worship. Well, what's amazing um, about that is he, if nothing changes for them, nothing changes for the children in the cage. Yeah, no, that's totally true. I mean, the only way that things get better for us, the ants down on the floor, is once we abolish them. So, like, let me tell you. I think they're wrong. Something is going to fundamentally yeah, change. something will change. Like, one way or another. I'm not saying it's going to go our you way, know, but you know something. What, you know what that's like? It's like the guy on the Titanic while water's pouring in and being like, nothing. Stiff up a lip, gentlemen. Nothing yeah. will fundamentally change. This is fine. Yeah. We may <laughs> not want to demonize anybody who has made money, he said. Mm. The truth of the matter is you, you all, you all know, you all know in your gut what has to be done. No. 
No, 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 no. No, they no, clearly no, don't. No. Well, no, that's so bad. <laughs> because they're doing it. The thing that is in their gut is the thing that they're doing, which is monstrous. <laughs> you know it has to be done. We have to build cages and concentration. You know what's the moral center of this universe? Your selfish asshole. Oh, my God. You know, this is the same guy who the, basically within a week of that was like... I can reach across the aisle. I can work with good folks. <laughs> yeah. I can work with segregation. Oh, that was amazing. On segregationist policy. I think that needs to be clear. Oh it's not gosh. that he was able to set aside working mm. with virulent racists <laughs> in order to accomplish something for the good of the country. He set aside for busing laws. For segregation. Yes. Right. He can reach across he the aisle to be racist. To jerk off the guy <laughs> on the other side of the aisle. Like... Oh man, you know who he is, I realize. Oh man. And it's it's not that uh our boy Winston Churchill was much better, but name he's Neville Chamberlain. Mm. He's actually never Neville Chamberlain being like that Hitler guy, you know, I know he won the student lands, but you know, I, what am I gonna do? Poland? Ah I hardly really? knew her. That's like, <laughs> I'm really impressed by your Chamberlain impression. It's I, dead on. I, I wow, I was not not expecting that. It's it's eerie. Um, <laughs> it's like, you're gonna have to do this whole podcast. Some say I'm now. haunted by Neville the ghost of Neville Chamberlain. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we all are, let's be fair. Just a <laughs> fat no, man But that us, is you know. but that is him. Like Joe Biden is, sees Nazis, and he's you know you see Nazis. He sees friends that he hasn't met yet. Yeah, Joe <laughs> Biden's version of meeting you halfway is to like walk to your house and cook you dinner. <laughs> like Joe Biden's gonna come all the way across that aisle. Those like, Nazis, yeah, they're just they're just they're just. Uh... Biden was the original uh, good folks on both sides. I mean, he really is though. Like, no, he was before Trump. Trump was a Democrat before Joe Biden was. <laughs> uh, Biden also, for the record future president 2020 calling it now <laughs> like i have been sort of i don't know i don't know we'll see we'll see what happens i kind of am dreading biden winning the presidency is i think it better than trump i guess i don't sure, know man but, but he's just a republican and he's also handsy and he's also gross he's, he's gross with black people and he's gross with women and like there's just it's it's such a minor improvement and it's a it is truly astounding how much all of his crimes and sins have been whitewashed by being buddy buddy with Obama like that is a moment where the first time this has happened where thanks Obama is <laughs> yeah, actually relevant I did, it. I did the first real the first, thanks Obama the first non shitty racist <laughs> thanks Obama um probably probably some like Yemenese kid with no legs got the first thanks oh. Obama when he got his legs blown off by a drone. But other than that, second <laughs> second legitimate use. So true. Um I listen, I Obama we're going did to war with Iran. Yeah, yeah, it's all gonna be great. Anyways, <laughs> fuck Joe Biden. Fuck uh, Joe Biden. I love the idea of nothing fundamentally will change as your pitch that to is fifty five percent of the country. Truly astounding thing to say. We've actually we're gonna be people. talking more about billionaires this episode, so we can get yeah, into it. Yeah, like, we'll get there. But it's it's staggering. No, he wants all the terrible shit that's happening to continue. So let's go to something lighter. I wanna talk about movies. I love movies. <laughs> um it's the only thing that brings me joy. It's the, you know, so, um, but here's the thing. Conservatives don't understand movies. So then I didn't realize this until recently. The you National can just Review. say anything. Yeah. Oh, God. Actually, they understand a lot about how to get judges in, they, in positions of power. They understand uh, math because when they, the way they set up uh, gerrymandering. Yeah, they're, they're actually really good. They really that. know how to get 60, 60 reps out of 40% of the vote. It's, God. So, they should go to Vegas with that kind of stuff. So, math. you have been reading conservative movie so reviews. I've been reading movie conservative reviews. movie reviews. Why I mean, do you hate yourself? Uh, <laughs> Why are you taking the one thing that brings you joy and then ruining it? Oh, <laughs> no reasons. No this good is, reasons. This is self harm. I can't <laughs> abide right. this. So, I mean, in some ways, this whole podcast don't kink is self harm. Shame, okay? <laughs> uh, so, I, I really. I was I was blown away. I started reading a pretty anodyne one where they were talking about the new Adam Sandler Jennifer Aniston movie. Ooh, what was their take on that? Which was it's pretty good. I don't even know the title hot of the movie. Hot takes. Uh, a lady, so hot, a hot lady, ugly man. Like yeah, I think yeah. that's the name of the movie. <laughs> um, it's a sequel to the sequel. To the yeah, sequel. No, based on the life of Kevin James. Like, Adam Sandler I, needed to take a vacation. Like you know, Netflix is just there anyway. It's just an Agatha, a spoof on Agatha Christie movies because it's current. And the whole take on their their whole take on the National Review is this is pretty good. Yeah. I really enjoy uh, Parlor Mysteries, and they got jokes. That's it. The entire take on Adam Sandler was this is a funny one. What's funny about bad movie reviews from conservatives is <laughs> is not that like they're. There may not ever be a good movie review. Like it's it's sure. hard to of write course. good movie reviews. But like, it's on the National Review. Which, if you look at anything else on the National Review, it's just 
endless racism, endless bigotry, endless talking so, about how socialists are going to murder you in your sleep, which we are. Yeah, we're no, coming I mean, for because, because people like Joe Biden are taking their money. <laughs> yeah, something's he's on your side. By the way, you complain about Joe Biden, he's yours. Yeah. National Review, you have Joe Biden. So then they decided to write about two things. It, like, um, Fosse Verde, which is an FX show. And mm-hmm, basically, mm-hmm. their entire take on it was an FX series willing... E- g- uh, I'm just gonna... We're just gonna yeah. restart. We're just gonna restart. restart. An FX series gives equal billing to a genius and his boring wife. Jesus it's just Christ. straight up, like, like Don Rickles, like, style humor. Oh, like, man. do you see her over there? We take my wife. Like, it's just straight up, like... What I love about that <laughs> is because they're trying to launder all the racism, they're trying to do this very boring thing. Yeah. They're just trying to, like, have some... We're just normal folks. We yeah. like movies. We, we like Adam TV. Sandler. But they can't even no, do that right. They can't, they can't get that. through that without being like, fuck women. Fuck this woman <laughs> no, specifically. Really, like, like, and the idea that, like, all drama is about two people. Yeah. They just, they can't even abide that. So, um, so Fosse Verdon is about um, Fosse, who was this like guy who did a bunch of musicals and his blah, blah, wife blah. was a dancer. Anyway, obviously it makes kind of sense to like do a drama about a husband and wife, not to the National Review. Yeah. Quote, just as Me Too morphed almost instantaneously from a movement about punishing sexual misbehavior in men, almost instantaneously. Yeah. To an affirmative action reparations hiring policy for Hollywood women, the makers of Fosse Verdon decided they had to apply a sort of retroactive affirmative action admittance policy to the Genius Club. Jesus Christ. I'm wondering how far Me Too feminism is going to take its logic. So they just are like... Wait. <laughs> they're just shitting. They're just shitting on the, the existence of a woman in a story. This they... is offending them. <laughs> a woman existing yep. in the presence of Fosse. A, a historical figure that existed in the presence of... The, I just... I can't. I... <laughs> And, and somehow pulling, like, Me Too into it as, like, a, this concept that, like, you know who the real victims of the Me Too movement are? <laughs> Brilliant men. Yeah. The geniuses. Yeah. Uh, a, a, dead man, a dead white man is the real victims of Me Too. Um, glance at Variety. A glance at Variety reel reveals that among 113,887 mentions of hashtag Me Too, this isn't a joke either. The topic is furnished storylines for Will and Grace, Glow, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Godless, blah, 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 blah. I could go on. Could you? (laughs) He's going to. Could could you stop? (laughs) I could go on for pages. This is monomania. Isn't there anything else to talk about? Yeah, 51% of the population who has endured nothing but rape and harassment forever. Since time. When when God made time, Adam was texted Eve, you up? (laughs) and eve was not about it but there was no one else (laughs) eve's just like "Ah, fine dude um like eve just wanted to watch that netflix show (laughs) just just um, like since time immemorial 51 percent of people have just dealt with nonsense at the hands of the other 49 percent and they're like "Ah, but why are you talking about it yeah for five seconds (laughs) somebody was like Hey man, this is not cool. And like two people actually got punished. Like, yeah. like sort of, kind of. Has anyone like, even? Bill Cosby went to jail. That's it. That's it. Weinstein's still out there. right? He's still like, out there raping, yeah. undoubtedly. Oh yeah, currently, right? Like, now. As we speak. Um, but like uh, Louis C.K., who lots of people like to have hot takes about. <laughs> Nothing happened to him except he doesn't have a TV show. The well, worst thing happened, happened to him, he doesn't except, have a TV show. Yeah. I don't have a TV show. Rapist. Um, <laughs> no, that's uh, not funny. <laughs> it isn't funny. Uh, so, yeah, the worst thing that happened to Louis C.K. is that this like scales fell off our eyes and we're like, oh, I, this guy's kind Fuck of guy. right-wing asshole this whole time. Yeah. Anyways, I, I say that it breaks my heart a little bit because I loved Louis, particularly the TV show Louis. Like that, oh my gosh. that was such a seminal thing for me. And, and it, it was a good show. Yeah, sure, but I can't go back. But to it. I, I could never, I can't even rewatch it because it, that dude's so poisonous. Yeah, it's just laundering, like, and especially in the later seasons, he actually the gets into season, yeah. some like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, pressuring women, and he's just he's winking and nudging at this whole uh, thing, and it just it gets so ugly. Uh, poison the well, fuck you, Louis. There's lots of it. go watch Fleabag. Yeah, like, no, I mean, yeah, go watch Fleabag, go watch, uh... Broad City. Oh, yeah, shit. Or even if you want to, like, watch Interesting Men, watch Peep Show. Yeah, Peep Show's great. Peep Show did Louie before Louie did. Um, stop trying to bring men into this. You, you, you <laughs> trying to stop my Me Too movement of making everything about women. Goddamn. Uh, um, that is one of the most, like, It's just an take. amazingly asinine take, too. And I, I think it speaks to something with conservatives and Christians, but conservatives especially in general, their inability to... 
even understand mainstream entertainment at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. And they're just, they're offended that at the idea of representation. It's kind of just like... Well, yeah, the, the concept <laughs> of women existing is problematic. Uh, particularly in their media, which to be fair, they didn't have to deal with a lot of for a very long That's time. That's true. This is new. That's true. Something this is, is new. changing. Is this on Hollywood? Uh, <laughs> Uh, wait, wait, are we, we coming? We created okay. certain expectations. Uh, so it's... It's just strange. It's just amazing that, like, you're trying to be a person or, like, trying to be human for five fucking seconds and you can't do it. Like, you're just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to write a movie about Adam Sandler. Ah. By the way, frothing, like, misogyny just, and rage. Just, like, just they can't, they they can't, can't even... put the lizard, like, the face over the lizard costume. Like, you know, and, like, I know, I've, I've definitely talked with family members and stuff about things like Brooklyn Nine-Nine or, like... I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but when they get political, and it's like, well, I'm not saying they don't do it really ham-fistedly, but, like, you're just offended at the idea that, like, a show about cops has to acknowledge that, hey, cops suck. Yeah, I did think it was weird when they spent an entire episode where they just shot a bunch of innocent black kids. <laughs> um, and then the grand jury decided not to indict. Yeah. <laughs> and then they all had shenanigans. Um, <laughs> Gotta admit, though. I like Brooklyn. I do think they're trying. Uh, and, like, sometimes those episodes are a little corny. But, like, yeah. the idea of being offended at their politics. You know, it actually has good politics uh, in their show, Superstore. Superstore, legitimately good politics. Really, really good. This most recent season, after being kind of rough on the comedy front, like, mm. really brought it around to the end with, like, an actual, like, walkout strike. It's sort of the opposite of Brooklyn in the sense that, like, it's better when its politics are front and center. Yeah, and, and I, like, really appreciate that. I, well, I think the difference is, like... I think the people that make Brooklyn are very well-intentioned and mm. they want to do good mm. things. Yeah. Uh, but they're not necessarily well-equipped or informed to do those things. No. And I think the people on Superstore kind of just want to tell jokes. Yeah. But, like, they actually have their politics sucks in a row and they yeah. do such a good job of, like, showing how big box companies are evil. Which, by the way, we're on the verge in Southern California of another major grocery strike. Uh, my wife's father was involved in the 2003 right. grocery strike right. uh, that was pretty intense and created a lot of good things for those people. Mm. Like one of the very few like unionized labor forces. Strikes for uh, Strikes are amazing. Almost. Uh, yeah. And so we seem to be nearing that again, keeping an eye on it. Uh, I am very much looking forward to like that happening. I hope good comes of it. The things that they were being offered were less than 1% raises. Less than one percent. Like, if you make thirty grand a year, ten percent. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And by the way, you don't. But like, let's just say you made thirty. Sure. Ten percent is three grand a year. Less than one percent is less than three hundred dollars a year. I love the idea of being like, hey, yeah. <laughs> less than one. It could be three dollars. We don't know because it's less than one yeah, yeah. percent. The percentage doesn't. It's work. minimum um, under three hundred dollars a year if you made thirty. It's grand incredible. It's, it's, uh, it's insane. Uh, big companies are robbing you blind. We'll, we'll, we'll talk more about that. So anyways, so, National Review continues to be monstrous. Yeah. Uh, National Review doing movie reviews. What was their thing about? Uh, oh, so they talked about Forrest Gump being secretly conservative, but also not. It was like <laughs> extremely muddled. They can't write. I think it's one of those yeah, important yeah. things to say. Republicans cannot write. They don't understand how anything works. Uh, <laughs> they just use carrier pigeons. I don't know. It's complicated. But he talks about um, Forrest Gump. Um, being like way different than everyone thinks it is, which is just, and being like, wait, what is the, okay. I have a confession. I've never seen Forrest Gump. I'm just, <laughs> I don't know how I grew up watching Forrest Gump all the time. It was just always on TNT. There's him pining for a lady who wait, doesn't wait, no, no, like him. I'm now going to tell you the plot of Forrest Gump as I understand. Oh, it. this is exciting. Okay. What, so, yeah, so what happens in Forrest Gump? Uh, a man is born. Okay. He is some <laughs> sort of special needs touch something yeah. he's a little but off the, the movie treats him like like he's i mean his intention. The, the movie uses the retard word yeah, yeah without yeah. even in its intention this special magical man yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. and then he goes off to war uh-huh uh and then he comes back from war uh -huh. and opens a shrimp restaurant uh, uh did you, did you, did you, okay sorry this sorry, is what happened, no, this is what happened. don't this correct is, me this is canon then he had a buddy that had was also in the shrimp restaurant <laughs> but then that guy like killed himself and then he fell in love with i i think a sex worker um <laughs> and he's in love with her and she's not in love with him but she sort of accepts his love for a while and then she gets aids uh again this is my story uh and then he meets the president. 
And I think that's the entire plot of Forrest Gump. Shockingly good. <laughs> that's like actually a pretty good synopsis. Listen, it's in the ethos. I don't feel like I need to see Forrest Gump. And also, like, I don't need to see any of those like 90s blockbuster like nonsense. Oh, sure. So tell me how this was secretly a story about the deep state. So first of all, <laughs> Forrest Gump has layers, nuances, and ironies. It's far bleaker than it's given credit for. What it's am kind I of a bleak movie, well, right? I'm, it's super bleak. Like, yeah. it's about Vietnam. She has AIDS. Yeah. She dies. Like, all these things. I love, but I also love some of my favorite tropes for bad criticisms, and particularly conservatives, arguing against someone who doesn't exist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hey, man, Forrest Gump is bleak. Who are you talking to? Yeah. Who's in the room with you? Is it like... Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't This is just... An inch beneath the maudlin surface, Forrest Gump seems unabashedly conservative. Also one of my favorite tropes from Republicans ever. This movie is secretly Republican. That's kind of true, though, about Hollywood, so I, I'm kind of too fucked yeah, about yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. Like, yeah, if you watch any John, uh, John, well, yes, John Wayne movie, but, like, any uh, action movie. Oh, yeah. They're all. All Bruce Willis films I would say even more, like, libertarian almost more than Republican. The entire point of every Bruce Willis film is for him to shoot black folks, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Uh, and for cops to be awesome. <laughs> like, and so it's just this, like, strange... In its wickedest moment, the movie even spoofs the Shroud of Torrin. Oh. <laughs> While running, Gump wipes mud off his, fa- off his face with a cloth, and the pattern leaves it leaves is like a photo negative of a smiley face, which turns out to be a million-dollar million dollar idea for a t-shirt. Any Christian reading, which comes out of nowhere, wow. a Forrest Gump must confront the cynicism of this scene. <laughs> for a supposedly sacred baby boomer movie, Forrest Gump has a snarky millennial edge. Wow. It practically says... LOL, nothing matters. Wow. I love that this must understands boomers, but particularly millennials. Well, I mean, yeah, every every yeah. National Review article is sort of predicated on misunderstanding millennials, but it's incredible. <laughs> like, I, I can't tell if he's arguing for the movie or against it. I, I couldn't either, and I read the article yeah, word for word a couple of times. The secret conservative thing seems like he into but it, also but like the cynicism. Not, but also, how dare it... Insult the sacred also, text of the Shroud of Torrent, yeah. our Bible, <laughs> goddammit! It is where everything comes from. Oh man, uh. it's it's very strange. And that I feel like though that's conservatives they they don't know they don't know they want to be cool but they also hate you but they want to be cool but they also hate you like they yeah. really just it's, uh, conservative conser- conservatives really want to be spanked. That's what this is about. Well, they, they want to just like build the straw man and then fuck that straw man. Like they just like they, they've all got a little like little basement sex dungeon full of straw men and they just come down there and they have sex with the straw man and that's, that's the only thing they do that's their entire life is just being surrounded by nothing. And just, that straw man was Clarence Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I wish Clarence Thomas was locked in a sex dungeon. He'd be doing less damage than he is now. He'd be doing some good. Um, (laughs) He'd be making someone happy. Um, (laughs) Because right now he doesn't even make himself happy. Because you know, like Ron Swanson, he just hates himself for being part of the federal government. Did Ron Swanson cause more harm than good? Hot take. Go. Oh, yes, I, yes, he did. I'm gonna. I, mean, I love Parks and Recreation. <laughs> of course, me too. But Parks and Recreation may have done more harm than good in this like completely nonsense understanding of what politics is, and this idea that like we can all have principled stands, and like as long as we work together and stay positive, good things will happen. It's just like look around. Yeah, no, uh, libertarians. I was actually watching no, a, a Paley Fest panel with all of them, and yeah, it yeah, was. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, Pat Oswalt was oh, like hosting. Uh, he was a huge stand for that show. Yeah, yeah, which is no, hilarious. I mean, he appeared on it. And yeah, he's still just multiple like times. Standing out, super hardcore. Uh, but yeah. he was talking about how he wanted to see like the reboot or the movie in the Trump era, and you could just feel Michael Schur yeah. just being like. No, <laughs> like he. Just... It only works in Obama era where Republicans don't have much political power. Totally. And so you can be like, oh, we reach across the aisle to these like monstrous rapists, yeah. like and and like and the finale. And it's fine. It's a it's fun. fine, of course. But Joe Biden appears in the finale, and I was just like depressed. Yeah, my wife was literally watching the Parks or sleeping while the Parks and Rec finale was on last night, <laughs> as she is wont to do. And and it's there's a lot of Biden love. There's a disturbing a amount Biden of Biden love. love. There's some Hillary love. There's like it's, yeah, and it's just, just a lot. And then. I, Listen, Nick Offerman is a real one, and Ron Swanson's a good character, but it's just, it's kind of hard to stomach libertarians as like, oh, they're okay. I remember when I thought I liked libertarians. 
I not being one, but I was like 18. Mm-hmm. And what I liked about libertarians is they're like, hey, fuck police brutality. It's the one thing that they are they're good on. Libertarians are good at understanding that the state wields violence and yeah. power. They're wrong when they say like this is how it should we should just get rid of it. Go. There should be no state power. But like I remember meeting like a yeah. he was actually like a mentor of mine growing mm-hmm. up who would sort of become this libertarian guy and he was just like I was like 18 and he's just like See that police car? You were there. We were there. We yeah, were having drinks. We were all there and hey, we, we had been drinking and sitting in a car. Yeah, I guess together. we weren't 18 then, but we were sitting in a car yeah. uh, and drinking. And he was just like, fuck that guy. And <laughs> it's it was just, just like, like the most bad. From, it a, felt from cool. a middle-aged white man, yeah. that is like legitimately dope. A guy that like helped in my youth group. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it was that kind of thing. And oh. then... Uh, and then just sort of like having to come to terms with how awful libertarianism is. Uh, and, you know, most experiences with those people are bad. Anyways. It gets this one thing right about power and then it's just like falls off a cliff. Well, and it just, and also just like fucking, can we get off the Constitution for five seconds? Like, dude, it's an important document, but like you are reconstructing the Constitution in a way it was never intended. I'm here like, for freedom and the Bill of Rights, especially. Absolutely. The but, Bill of Rights is incredible. Fuck like, off. these are important documents, but like being an originalist. But like, if you're an originalist in 1776, Slavery was legal. Yeah, that is the, no. It is actually the telos of originalism absolutely. is slavery. Uh, and if you think otherwise, you're fucking stupid. Yeah, you're a fucking stupid person. And delete this podcast. I don't want to know you. Delete me on Facebook over Facebook friends and your originalist. They it. mostly do have. it now. <laughs> they mostly they have. mostly have. Um, Listen, fuck you. I got posts. <laughs> I know. I know too many libertarians, or have known too many I libertarians know. where we grew up. Uh, anyways, we went a few places on that. Uh, that was fun. All right, moving on to something potentially more adorable. You in? Yeah. Cool. Uh, I <laughs> came across uh, a series of text messages. Wait, wait, wait. Between... Where's this going? <laughs> <laughs> Dear Abby, <laughs> my, roof, my my landlord keeps texting me. <laughs> Uh, this is almost actually a penthouse letter. Uh, this is text between Paul Manafort and Sean Hannity. Oh, man. Uh, Heroes of our time. So this came out in some legal documents, and it's like literally 56 <laughs> pages of them texting with each other. Uh, Makes me happy. It, it's a... I just... So everyone deserves love, and I feel like I just... I'm glad they found each other. Uh, it's kind of staggering <laughs> how much of this is just like... Hey, you up? <laughs> like, there's just did they literally say that? Oh yeah, like literally, you up occurs like <laughs> over a hundred times in this. <laughs> I don't think I've ever used you up with any significant like, other or specific, no, hopeful Paul significant Manafort other. Is Let's be honest, necklace. no woman has agreed to have sex with me, yeah. but. I've tried. They're making the right choice. No, Paul Manafort is a Netflix and chill king. Like, he is just, like, <laughs> up in there. Also, uh, that man dresses swaggy. And it's just kind of am- amazing how they both manage to, like, just talk about how awesome each other are all the time. It's actually, it's really affirming. They're really affirming. Uh, are, are there things to learn from as a couple here? Yeah. <laughs> for us as a couple, Yeah, for yes. you and me. Uh, let's just read a couple selections. This one is good, not because it speaks so much to their love, because it speaks to how they conceptualize themselves <laughs> in a way that, like, I don't think you get that often from mm. these kind of people. Uh, so, who are you going to be? I'm obviously Sean Hannity. Okay, all right. I, uh, I, I mean, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> you are the Hannity of this podcast. Yeah, I'm the Hannity of greater Western Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I guess that makes me Paul Manafort, in which case I'm in jail. Uh <laughs> But they're just talking about something that happened on his show. And Manafort's like, I hope he understands your point. I tell him a lot. A real lot. Brutally honest relationship. I say it all on air. (laughs) To be honest, the left may win and get me fired at some point. But I don't give a shit. I'll get two Dixie cups and talk to myself. Truer words. Your attitude keeps you free. (laughs) Paul. (laughs) Can I call you Paul? Yeah. Call me Paulo, baby. I started as a dishwasher and construction worker. Two decades of my life working blue collar. <laughs> collar. We need to just pause. So he, <laughs> he misspells blue collar and then corrects himself with a further misspelling of the word collar. And then just moves on. Yeah. He's, I'm, not here, big dick energy. I'm not here to typo shame and text logs, but the, if you go out of your way to correct yourself and still fail... Uh, shame, shame. I, I, I will, I will be the grammar, uh, fiend on that one. All right, continue. I made more this year than my mom, dad, and all their brothers and sisters and my grandparents made combined in their lifetimes. 
They fought for my ability to have a better life. What am I supposed to now say? I'm playing golf. I suck at golf. <laughs> the beach. I'm bored in five minutes. You life story <laughs> and mine are the reasons this country was created. <laughs> we can stop there. They go on for a while. But like, okay, actually, yes. Yeah, like, I was going to say. Like, shitty white men are the reason this country was created. White guys who can live off the wealth of others yeah. is is the American way. Um, I love... Firstly, the intimacy is actually impressive. They're really friends in this like awful fucking way. Yeah. They really are doing this like girl, you look good thing. <laughs> like, no, I, that, I mean, that you your hair is okay. I'll <laughs> just go ahead and read the next one because it's short, but it's funny. No, but like I'll keep like just the way <laughs> like the intimacy, the like you go girlness yeah, of it all. The whole is, thing, like, the whole so thing. beautiful. When, we're, we're talking about monsters. Like yeah, we're talking millionaires about, destroying this country. Democracy. I also literally love attacking Sean democracy. Sean Hannity being so proud. I made more money than my mom, my brothers, my sisters. It's like fuck you. No, but he's also saying it in this like I came from nothing and I built it up, oh, but yeah. I don't care. I'll lose it all again because what I'm doing is so important also, to me. Also, he didn't grow up that poor. Like but he but, just didn't. Yeah, but one, like, yeah, one like, fuck you, fuck, fuck your bootstraps. Like, nobody gives a shit. Two, I promise you, you had your privilege. Three, the idea that, like, oh, I'll give it up because I'm so passionate about something is a really nice idea until you remember that what he's doing is just destroying democracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, what you are doing is advising the children cage. Guy. Anyways, uh, <laughs> this is this is Paul Manafort talking. Oh, no, sorry. This starts with Hannity. Hannity. He goes, you watching? And then Manafort <laughs> says, yes. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. See, now that's just beautiful. I have never had love like that. I, I think... I think <laughs> I've never had somebody watch me jerk off the way that... We just watched John the Andy, Andy Samberg Netflix thing that mm, he did with the Lonely yes, Island yes, where they yes, recreate yes. Uh, the Bash Brothers. Um, yeah. Uh, as Canseco and Mark McGuire. Yeah, and they redo that as like an insane series of music videos. I think it's time for us to do that exact thing, but with Hannity and Manafort. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Oh my gosh, I Gary, I, I'm not kidding. If we went to Andy Samberg right now yeah. and told him we had that idea, I bet he produced it. Aww. He's a he's he's a man. He's awesome. He's a mensch. Um, I love that so much. Are you watching? Yes, I love you. <laughs> like that um, is like so good. Uh, no, it's the only no pure love that either of these men have ever experienced. Everything else in their life impure. Uh, I'm just scrolling through. This is this is Manafort. <laughs> you were awesome last night, and then <laughs> again like, today proved insanity of media. I need you on. I need you. I need <laughs> you, Manafort. You were awesome last night. Um, no one has said that in a non-sexual context. Oh I'm, yeah, no, you were. By the way, <laughs> I'm not shaming. I want them to be together. No, it's good. I, again, yeah, exactly. It's the only good thing about their lives. Uh, Manafort, you were the best. <laughs> God. Talk tomorrow, my friend. Yes, sir. Good. Can you talk? Let me know when you're free. <laughs> I have to brief you on something. Call me right now. I just, I'm actually, I know I'm sitting here. I'm, I'm, this is for real. I'm getting sad. Yeah. I'm feeling envy. Um, hey, listen, this is us, baby. This is us. We were having trouble putting this podcast together today because we talk so much in our chat that we can't find these articles anymore because they're just waved away by our nonstop tirade of petty bullshit. Like, hey, we, we already have hey, this. They should move their trash cans, okay? <laughs> fuck, fuck, our, fuck our neighbor. No, I'm kidding. Uh, neighbors are actually great in this time. We have. We've had some bad neighbors. The best great neighbors. We've ever lived. Shout out to the stay-at-home sculptor. Literal stay-at-home sculpture that we... Yeah, anyways. Happy to be gone from that guy. And yeah. now we're surrounded by like a bunch of really lovely people. Yeah, people of color and immigrants who are infinitely better neighbors than a shitty white dude who went to my school. Oh, did he? Yeah. I, wasn't I he a Tar that. Heel? Oh. I thought he was. Yeah, shout out. I hope that's not... I hope case. it's not true. I bet he went to Duke in spirit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, he was always hanging out at Duke because that's where the cool kids were. <laughs> <laughs> You just thought Coach K was a real guy. Real guy. Oh, like, we don't have to get into it. <laughs> Speaking of petty bullshit. No, no. <laughs> fuck Duke. If you go to Duke, delete this podcast. <laughs> We're not friends. Right. I hate you. Manafort and Hannity, bromance of the century. I love it. I love uh, it. It's real. Look forward just, to just Seth funny. Rogen's take coming in 2020. Oh, that will be good. Um, He'll play both Manafort and Hannity. Aw. Let's move on yeah, to move on. even more romance-related things amidst conservatives. So we've only referenced this. Yeah, in passing. I don't... I honestly don't even know where to start almost beyond the title of this wonderful New York Times expose. Let's start with the start, baby. The evangelical. The pool boy. The comedian. And Michael Cohen. Boom! Yeah. Four men walked into a gay-friendly uh, hotel resort. Honestly, though... So, briefly, yeah. let's give, just explain give me the Jerry, background Jerry Falwell Jr. inherited a university. 
I'm not kidding. Should we get on Jane Sanders for stealing a school. She yeah. may have. I really don't know. But Bernie's real. It's okay. Yeah. Jerry Falwell is sort of one of the founders of modern evangelical movement, particularly the Christian right. It's all you need to know. I, I think, importantly, like, founders of this, like, oh, are you talking about the original Jerry Falwell? Yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah, his dad, yeah, yeah. his dad started Liberty University, 700 Club, all these things. Although, but that was Pat Robertson. He was that on was it Pat a lot. Robertson, anyway, yeah. he is basically the yin to Pat Robertson's yang, but they're yeah. both white. They're and both. So, <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell where one ends and one begins. It's just this taupe color globe oh, of flesh <laughs> just entangled together. You don't it's know where it begins, where it ends. It's like wrapped, a Japanese manga. It's in uh, St. Augustine's boar hair so here's the thing so that's his dad but his dad did accomplish the thing in the sense that he particularly with pat robertson and a few other people a little less so billy billy graham who is a complicated figure whereas these guys are just villains yeah, yeah. um founded what you would think of as the modern day christian right in its sort of current iteration anyway so he founded liberty university which you undoubtedly have heard of like 50 My sister almost students. went there um, i visited liberty university Wow. Yeah. I've never been to Liberty, but I have some filial and other connections totally. to Liberty University. Um, you have read papers from Liberty University that's true. students. Not not the best students in the world, but they are the worst. <laughs> they, <laughs> but uh, they are dumb. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was an entertaining time where I would just get these like nonsense fragments of text and had to try to decipher what a sentence would look like if it had ever met these words. It was like, like it was like it, English language learners generally have a better command of how to write a paper. Yeah, but, I would say, yeah, it needs to say some of these people were maybe international, but of most course, of them and that's not. fine. Yeah, but, no, yeah, but the, but most of the people were just like yeah, shitty let white me folks. Write, uh, I can't write a paper in Tagalog. Let so me I'm write. Not. Um, oh, I, the ones I remember are like, um, and I'm not shitting on the Bible here, but like reasons why the Bible's inerrant. And I would read that, and there's like some arguments. Why is America the best country in the world? <laughs> Anyway, why the Bible is inerrant because it says so, bitch. That actually, no, that's literally one of I the mean, reasons why. Like, but that's one of the reasons, and it's tautological. Yeah. And and I I believe the Bible is a sacred document. Blah blah blah. Totally. But, God inspired and written by man. But but the argument that the Bible is is, is its own proof is actually bad. Inspired by God, written by man, stolen by the Hobby Lobby family, which we don't have time to get into. And the Illuminati. No, but like literally, the Hobby Lobby family was buying early manuscripts from <laughs> Oxford collections that it seems like an Oxford professor had been stealing oh and God. sending out. And it's it, there was a crazy article about it. We don't have time to get into it. Anyways, Hobby Lobby family out there buying like early We should maybe Bibles. do an episode on the Hobby Lobby family. They're pretty... They, Hobby Lobby. I grew up going to Hobby Lobby. My mom, when she would teach like kids on um, like Sunday school or like children's church, we would go to Hobby Lobby and get like craft supplies. Aww. And apparently funding people to steal the literal Bible. So, yeah. good times. Anyway. And also, like, smacking, like, birth control pills out of somebody's... How like, dare you? They just have, like, a... By the way, they're married. They have three kids already. Yeah. But you don't give it your birth control, lady. We're gonna go... We're gonna... We're gonna incept ourselves back here. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna kick. Yeah, yeah. It's a movie reference. And we're going to we're go an, back we're here. We're entertainment types. We, we know about the films. Except Forrest Gump, which I don't know. I can't believe you watched Forrest Gump. And I have you not watched... You enough shit for that, frankly. The Simpsons. Yeah, how have you not watched Forrest Gump? It's the seminal text of our lives. Uh, uh, you want to understand our parents? Our pa a shitty white man in inherits all this privilege and gets everything <laughs> he wants without understanding what's going on. It's the boomer generation! <laughs> okay, that's... Honestly, you made me want to watch it. For the first time ever, like, Tom Hanks' charisma wasn't enough to sell me on Forrest Gump. And for the record, fuck you if Tom Hanks isn't enough. <laughs> Tom Hanks is always enough, you son of a bitch. Uh, I, if, if they did a reboot with his son, I'd watch that. Oh, I love Colin. The millennial Colin No, Hayes. it needs to be, no, fuck that. It needs to be Chet Hayes. Uh, fuck you, I'm watching the Chet Hayes reboot okay. of that, Fair where enough. he just meets Trump, and they, like, compare watches or some shit. Yeah, that would definitely be what happens. Um, so, we're gonna, we're gonna go back here. So, Jerry Falwell Jr. He starts Liberty. It's like 50,000 students. It's a huge epicenter. And so he dies, like, I don't know, five, six years ago. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Fuck him. He's in hell. And so his son, who isn't a minister, you see in the article, his son is a lawyer and has dabbled in real estate, just inherits the university. specifically, which is to say two of the most villainous. Oh, yeah. Girls. You like, couldn't do anything worse. You just 
But lawyers can be good or bad, but real estate developers are always bad. Wow, your take is lawyers can be good or bad. Lawyers can defend people. Like, we need lawyers to do good things. I believe in the concept of law. Michael has just been, like, talking about Serial Season 3. And he's uh, just, like, all about... you Serial Season 3. <laughs> and you know what I learned? And it's revelatory. All lawyers Thank are bastards. <laughs> every, every episode. I've just got a new all group of people. All judges may be bastards. All judges might be bastards. That's true. I know true. exactly one judge in L.A. Oh, you know a judge. Wow. Uh, she's a traffic court judge. Mm-hmm. And she is senile. Uh, and she comes into the gourmet store that I work at sometimes and buys half-price sandwiches and has this triple wrap them in plastic. And one time we had a conversation where she was saying, I just don't understand why they do it. And I was like, oh, no, what are you talking about? And she was like, they just keep having kids. Oh, no. And I, I was like... I know there's an antecedent to that pronoun. I don't want to know. Yeah, I didn't... I, I ended the conversation very quickly. I was not interested in having that conversation. Oh, no. Take your half-priced chicken sandwich that you're very upset when we don't have. Uh, oh, and, no. and go. Anyways, all judges are bastards. And Michael thinks lawyers are okay. I think lawyers can be okay. There are good lawyers. I just say... I'm not going to go and here Forrest with him. Gump was overrated. He's, 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 on this limb, he's on this limb by himself, ladies um, and germs. Okay. Anyway, so... Oops. Jerry Falwell Jr. has worked as a lawyer and a real estate development guy. Two villainous things. And he just inherits this enormous university for no reason other than his dad started it. And that is, like, incredible. He's not a minister. Mm-hmm. As far as I know, he doesn't really have much education. And he inherits a university. Insane. And so, consequently, he has just become this sort of, like, his father's role. More importantly, mm-hmm. he has inherited who his father's role is. So his endorsement of Trump during the Republican primaries over somebody like Ted Cruz, which the article gets into, was a big fucking deal. Because Cruz was the guy. He was an originalist. He He, was, and he specifically had a lot of evangelical cred. Yeah, but he also had this cred that they loved because he went to, like, I think Yale. He went Mm -hmm. to Yale or Harvard, one of those, for law school. He clerked at this, like, I think the Supreme Court. If you ever need more evidence that... Oh, my God. Ivy Leagues are garbage. I've made this show before, but, like, Ivy, like, fuck you if you went to an Ivy League. I've spent time in higher ed. It's it's phrenology for libs. Fuck off with that. It's why Pete Buttigieg has gone as far as he has, and that's all you need to fucking know. (laughs) He's Joe Biden, but with better press. I hope that's not true. He's a troop. And listen, yeah. I have related to a lot of lovely troops. I don't want them to be president. <laughs> oh, hell no. Have you ever met a troop you want to be president? No, you haven't. No, I haven't. <laughs> I've, I've known many. Yeah. I would like to keep most of them out of any position of power. Also, most of them shouldn't be able to own guns. <laughs> <laughs> we should take their guns. Their guns specifically, more than most other people. So they don't kill themselves is actually the yeah, not no, so funny. Sa- the rates of suicide, particularly with guns with former troops, is really high. Just give them money instead of guns. Okay, we need to focus a little more. Yeah, I Jerry am, Falwell Jr. I am getting far afield uh, here. <laughs> I'm, I'm, hot. Jr. I'm hot. So if you say Jerry Falwell founded this thing, here's what I'll say. He's a monster of the yeah. first order, but he did create it. Yeah. And a it, terrible thing, but he totally. created it. Jerry Falwell Jr. saunters in and he's just like, well, what can I do with this shit? Yeah. And what he was going to do was endorse Ted Cruz. He's going to endorse Ted Cruz and then... And then surprise. Surprise came along to Trump. And that's weird. It and was really early in the process. It's not super clear. This is when actually Cruz and Trump were close to neck and neck. And before we, you know, we saw, we have seen now many mm. years of people falling in line behind Trump. But this was super early. There was still a lot of never Trump momentum. He really he was definitely to. not the evangelical mm. guy. So no. it comes out, and it's, yeah, they were running it's strange. Senator Ted Cruz was running neck and neck with Donald Trump in Iowa just before the caucuses in sixteen. Mm-hmm. But his campaign was expecting a last-minute boost from a powerful endorser, Jerry Falwell Jr. So, things take a turn. Because there was a pool boy. Several turns. <laughs> so, it's very strange. And it's it's hard to even totally know where to go with this. Other than... So, at the same time, mm-hmm. Jerry Falwell Jr. and his wife are been spending a lot of time at a particular hotel. Tell me more. Um, and this hotel, I thought I had this poll quote, and apparently I don't have this quote. But this hotel is kind of a Sodom and Gomorrah place. Yeah. It's house described in the New York Times. Here we go. I got it. Earlier that year, 16, Mr. Falwell and his wife, Becky, had stayed at the Fontainebleau. Perfect. And I don't know how that's pronounced because it's in French, and I don't care. And French people suck. I don't know. 
the grand dame of the Miami Beach hotel scene, which is one hell of a claim from the New York fucking Times. Yeah, I was going to say. The Miami I, this Beach article, hotel scene yeah. is a thing, okay? It would have to be, yeah. <laughs> like, believe me, it's a no. Uh, and a somewhat unlikely vacation spot for a chancellor of a university whose student code prohibited short skirts, co-ed dorm visits, and sex outside of biblically ordained marriage. I had to get a little, like, thingy notifying, like, saying that I was a sibling when I went to go visit Liberty because we were, like, going in rooms together. If you had like, made out with your sister then you would have been a hero you would have been you would have been protesting <laughs> you would have been fighting power praxis that's what praxis looks like make out with your sister you're a monster and i hate you but you're not wrong <laughs> that's why michael's a champagne socialist <laughs> you won't make out with his sister I am, I am kind of a champagne socialist i have a podcast oh um so once the glamorous hangout for JFK, blah, 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 who cares? Um, it was now the stomping grounds of the Kardashians, Paris Hilton, Lady Gaga, mm-hmm. known for topless sunbathing in a cavernous nightclub that one travel guide described as 30,000 square feet of unadulterated fun. Just That is too much fun. I do not want that much fun. I'm not sure I want 30 feet of unadulterated fun. I can't handle five feet of unadulterated fun. <laughs> If you know what I'm saying. The Falwell stuck up a conversation uh-huh. at this place with one of the pool attendants, Juan Carlo Granda. And yes, I can't roll my R's. <laughs> uh, but you still, you put a little spin on that. Just a, little, just a little bit. I'm not going to do it again. Uh, it needs to be stated since this is, uh, you know, not a visual medium. Uh, the most handsome man He is the most existed. beautiful human being. And he might, you might be expecting like, you know, a Latin prince. <laughs> no. Uh, this is, this is de- like, he just looks like corn-fed Iowa boy. He is the whitest uh, gentleman who is... Is half Cuban, half Mexican I've ever seen. Which I, you know, all sure, he of just, course. He just looks like Superman. You know, like. he is so handsome. I his face is the background of my phone, and it's. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm yeah. like looking at it right now. I'm not having any regrets. I'm gonna call you just. So you can see it <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Wells struck up a conversation with him, mm. and so very soon he was hiking and water skiing with them in Virginia, yeah, and within going months, on vacations with this. <laughs> With like, taking a private jet with them. Yeah. Within months, they were offering to help him get started with a business in Florida. Mm-hmm. And they spent $1.8 million to float him to buy a gay-friendly mm-hmm. hostel. Yep. Which, I believe in being gay-friendly, is totally. particularly rich. <laughs> but Jerry yeah, it's, Falwell it's insane. Again, like, it seems so often that, like, the rules never apply to these people. Yeah. Like... No, like, it's amazing. Just, the rich people will always be able to get legal abortions, and Jerry Falwell Jr. will always be able to introduce a third into his marriage. And no, it, but really, like he is you doing can't that. Wear That's short what this skirts. Yeah, like, you you cannot have a boy in your bedroom, even if you're a boy. So on the table, they strike up an incredibly weird relationship with a pool boy, the hottest their, pool boy to ever <laughs> live. Which, to be fair, yeah, it's, it's so funny. It's a pool boy, he's and he's 1. hot. One point eight million so dollars funny. worth of hot. Like that's not bad. And frankly, a low ball when you uh, look at him. They yeah. got it. The Falwells got a deal. I'm just uh, saying. I'm sure they did. Oh, they flew him to see Trump. They flew him to see Trump. There's a picture of him on Shaking their private plane with, with like with a picture of autographed Trump's book, Art of the Deal. Yeah. And then there is also a picture of him shaking hands with Trump at the actual yeah. like thing where uh, And so, so they they do all this. And then there becomes a rumor and this is still to this day we don't know about these pictures. We don't know for sure. That the pictures oh, exist. Wait, pause. Okay. Before we get there. Okay. I have to pull the only Trump quote that I've ever liked. Out of this. <laughs> I mean, I like more than one Trump quote. Um, <laughs> like, the guy, the guy, the guy's a comic. He is at Liberty University. <laughs> he is giving us after having been told by the president of the university, like, "Hey, this is our guy. Mm-hmm. He's a man that follows God's instructions." <laughs> and he goes on. He goes, "What are the secrets of your success?" And to a religious group, he says, "Get even." And get a prenup. Incredible. <laughs> Big just, dick move. I don't have anything nice to say about that man. No. And it is actually an incredibly petty and awful point. Yeah, but, but it's, it's so an amazing poll to drop it's in front so of 50,000 students that are going to a religious university <laughs> and having just been told that you follow the like rules of Christ in your life. Say, get <laughs> Get even and get prenups. It's incredible. Like, it's incredible. Never no, turn the no, cheek. He's no. real life. Cut off both ears, bitch. Like, Fuck you. Fuck you. Uh, no, it is... It's been said a lot, but the fact that Trump doesn't even try to be Christian and yeah. still gets them, amazing. It's so funny. Because they're getting trolled. Yeah. They're being trolled they, it, in a way. And, and I like that. 
I, I do appreciate Trump is always himself. And what who he is is a terrible, awful person that the sooner he is gone and dead, the better. But Jesus Christ, that like you're he's not playing your game. You had to change your game to bring him in. You had to embarrass yourself. He didn't do it for you. Like Oh gosh. So they so, strike up this relationship with the this relationship. They buy him a thing. They buy him a thing. So that's and none weird. of this would have ever come out. None of this would have ever come out. Except for so at around the same time, Mr. Cohen is still currently weird fixer guy for Trump. Yeah. So at around the same time, Mr. Cohen and Mr. Trump were doing a bunch of weird shit, um, burying lots of things. And then they realized that the Falwells might need this help too. By Mr. Cohen's account, the Falwells also needed some sort of fixing, silencing. Yeah. Because by late 2015, the lawsuit over the ownership of this hostel <laughs> that they spent $1.8 million to give to the most beautiful 21-year-old you've ever seen had evolved into a fight actually over compromising photos according to several people involved directly with the case it was understood that that between mr granda some other people involved with it their lawyers that there were these photographs that could be used as leverage against the falwells now i wonder what those could be no idea no no thoughts what happens when a pool boy gets involved with a couple and they pay him money millions of dollars yeah, and again, <laughs> I'm going to go a little bit deeper just to prove Please. a point, which is that none of this would have ever come out, except that they also dicked over this other family <laughs> that had managed to weasel their way yeah, into this transaction. In there. And only because the other family felt like they deserved partial ownership did any of this come out, because then they filed, filed a fuck you lawsuit and put all this shit and in And then it. they tried to put it on um, blast with dirty pictures. Incredible. Which is so... But it's, it's really vague about who owns the pictures. Uh, where they are. Yeah. And then, so there's these dirty pictures right. that exist and so then, of Jerry Falwell Jr. and his wife, possibly with a pool boy. Yeah. We can say definitely with a pool boy. I'm 100% uh-huh. would stake Michael's life on it in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, no, no question. Probably For not mine, but Michael's for sure. Uh, we can um, do some things. And then Tom Arnold gets involved. Yeah. And Tom Arnold has a vice show. Had a vice had show. Had a vice show. Excuse me. Sorry, sorry, Tom. Like <laughs> all things on vice, they come and go quickly. Shout outs, Waypoint. It yeah. was great. R.I.P. soon. Waypoint was great. Fuck the rest of us. Tom Arnold gets involved and starts looking for all the secret tapes and shit involved. Trump finds nothing, which is really funny that he did eight episodes about finding nothing, which is a lot less salacious than everything that happened. Yeah, it's it's why you don't want to do these things because like there's so much there. Why are you have yeah, to? What are you, why are you, are you still hunting for the nonsense when there's already so much nonsense? But anyways, one thing that he did create was a relationship with Cohen. <laughs> with Michael Cohen. <laughs> So he buddies up to Cohen, and after Cohen gets burned by Trump, Cohen basically tells him, and I this is for according, I yeah. think from Arnold, yeah, Tom from Arnold Cohen, recorded this conversation Cohen. with Cohen. So this is this is recorded conversation. These are photos between husband and wife. Mister Cohen added, joking that the evangelicals are kinkier than Tom Arnold. <laughs> Explained I was going to pay him, and I was going to get the negatives and do an agreement where they turn over all the technology and all that, but the payoff never happened. I'm skipping ahead a little bit. Sure. And the guy just either deleted them on his own or what have you. The person close to Falwell said that Mr. Cohen was neither their lawyer or fixer, blah, 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 and they'd not been aware of his actions. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, Likely. Um, and so Mr. Cohen, who declined the interview request, told Mr. Arnold he'd been trying to protect Mrs. Falwell, even though, quote, she is a very nice figure. I love that they're all creeps at all times. Wow. All yeah. times. At all moments. I wanted that one especially. Just like, I love, you know, in Trump today, this is a lot more serious, but a woman accusing him of rape and being like, she's not my type. And it's like. Incredible. You're just out there. I mean, first of all, that has nothing to do with rape. It's about power. But secondly, you were just saying, listen, I only rape hotties, which is not acceptable. <laughs> like, I I think that was originally Lincoln, actually. <laughs> Mother Teresa. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So. It's, all of which is to say, the, the so all of which is to say, they almost definitely endorsed Trump because his lawyer helped them keep out kinky photos of the public eye. So that's why Trump is our president instead of Ted Cruz. I think <laughs> is the lesson is that a pool boy destroyed democracy? Yeah, a hot immigrant pool boy fair, destroyed democracy. Superman does the same thing in a couple of those. He really looks like Superman. <laughs> Please do yourself a favor and uh, Google him. Just. Oh if, my god. Here's the thing, like I, I we know a lot of evangelicals. I actually haven't talked to them recently about Jerry Falwell Jr. I would be curious to like say yeah. get just just to be like, hey, I don't even care about this article. I mean what have you think? already seen so much? Uh I think the guys that are in sort of more mainstream mm-hmm. like evangelical mm-hmm. Christianity uh don't like Jerry Falwell Jr. Yeah. They're also the same though. 
That's right. the thing. Is like Jerry Falwell Jr. is the slightly more like insane version right. of like selling ourselves out to Trump, and like he was definitely on the front lines of all of this nonsense, and he is clearly not a person who has any sort of personal fame. Jerry Falwell Jr. is just a full charlatan. Yeah, like, yeah. No, he... the man. All he wants to do is hang out in sex clubs in Miami Beach, and he just the way that he gets the money to do that is running the largest Christian and so, universe because he refused to acknowledge that he's part of a beautiful throuple because yeah. he's afraid of being king shamed. Now Trump's president instead of. Ted Cruz probably losing to Hillary. It's an incredible story. It's an incredible. By the way, when we first referenced this, this was just in like local newspapers in Florida. The you know the kinds of places that mostly just talk about alligator and white supremacist attacks. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Whereas this was in the New York Times for ten thousand words. Yeah, like it's like there are sworn affidavits. Florida man fucks Jerry Falwell Jr. and or his <laughs> wife, comma destroys democracy. That's what happened. <laughs> like, that is literally what happened. What I love is that like. A pool boy destroyed our country. <laughs> That's how stupid everything is now. We are living in the dumbest timeline. Okay, that was an incredible ride. Thank yeah. you for sharing that yeah. with me. No, thank you for being there. Um, thank you, Juan Carlos. And let's talk about billionaires. Oh, but now I'm sad. <laughs> I'm immediately you say the word and it, it it wounds me. Let's talk about billionaires and how they're buying everything, including all of our land. Michael, how much are, are billionaires Okay, so this buying? is actually another New York Times, another long-form New York Times article. Are, are New York Times is doing some good stuff of late. Uh, yeah. So Outside their opinion columns. Don't, let's, don't let me say, like, columns. New York Times is full of nonsense. Of course. And it is, like, mainstream liberal garbage a lot of the time. <laughs> and then sometimes they do excellent reporting. And it's both. And it yeah. is, unfortunately, our paper of record. We deserve a better paper of record because David Brooks exists. Um, oh, gosh. And he's getting mad. He's also getting mad late right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's very excited <laughs> he's, about it. And he wrote a book about <laughs> he it. He wrote a book. <laughs> the, book the second subtitle, mountain. Subtitle, This Pussy Good. But the like, mountain was just I-N apostrophe. It was the second mountain. <laughs> <laughs> the mountains. Uh, okay, so this is a story about the Wilkes brothers. And the Wilkes brothers are a couple of Wilkes billionaires. Booth, hero. Yeah. Who grew up in a goat shed, never finished high school, and built a billion dollar business. I fucking hate you want to take a guess what that business was in? Oh no. It's either in child slavery or fracking. And I'm... I mean, they're the same thing. Right. right. No, they, both so have, fracking, they both have those. Uh, it's a multi billion dollar business. In fracking. Uh, and so it's really important that we understand, like, how did these people make their money? Uh, they just raped and pillaged the earth. Yeah, no, they, like, they and, just and, destroyed this and thing. And fracking almost always involves, ironically, stealing private property rights. Almost oh, always you're taking... You were taking somebody's minerals underneath their land. Invariably, it involves like using state regs and stuff, hilariously, to steal from private property, which we'll get into. Which we'll get into, and also it needs to be said, like terrible for everyone. Oh around. my gosh, the cancer water. rates insane. It fucks with the water. It fucks with the land. Like there's literally earthquakes in Oklahoma. Yeah. Oklahoma. It's Oklahoma. It's <laughs> my my wife was reading a book about like fracking and what it did to like some West Virginia communities. Haven't seen um, her since. Yeah, it was <laughs> the saddest part of my life. Her reading this book because every five minutes she would just come over and tell me some insane sob story. And I was just like, I really need you to stop. Like I cannot encounter no. any more tragedy. No, I have a good life. friend of a friend who like whose family basically was moving off their land because of fracking. Oh yeah, they basically were just time. like you have to. And they were in Oklahoma. You just have to move. Yeah, incredible. So these these billionaires, these these fucking assholes, are just part of this problem where 100 families in America today own 42 million acres. Oh my god, 42 million acres, and and the amount of land owned by those 100 families has jumped 50 percent since 2007. So this is a weird. very I wonder what's thing. happened in the last decade. Yeah, <laughs> strange, uh, strange. So weird, mm. but it is incredibly recent that like they're they're going yeah. out mm-hmm. and they're just buying all of our country. Yeah. It's buying America. Amount of it's our buying America. Uh, and so these specific guys own 700,000 acres across many states. Oh my God. And this one specifically focuses on some local reporting about what they do in Idaho. Mm. For the record, a space that the Wilkes brothers do not live. They predominantly reside in Texas. Wait, they don't live they there? They live there. They bought 700,000 acres across multiple states, oh my God. hundreds of thousands of acres in Idaho. And then, so they buy all this acreage. And what do they do? They start putting up gates. And putting our guards out there. Oh my um, god! I I will get into this, but this is this has happened before. Yeah. Oh, totally. It crossed Western history several times. Um, and so they take and they've got this land that people have been hunting, farming, uh, camping on for like literal decades or centuries. Like this is land that is largely considered public, purchased, and then all of a sudden it's gone from them. 
It's not only that. And Trump has removed all these productions. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. yeah. A lot of By it. By the way, it's a thousand square miles. There's countries. A lot of countries smaller than that. Yeah. It's it's a truly staggering amount of our country is just owned by a hundred people, a hundred families. That's just uh, how much. That's just seven hundred thousand acres. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Not only that, they start closing off roads that are public. They what? start putting gates on public what? roads. What are you fucking kidding? And because road law is very complicated, they just did it, and they knew that they were dealing with poor people that wouldn't have the money to fight them. So they literally are putting up armed guards oh along public roadways and putting up gates, and then they start putting up cameras. And then when people are disobeying these things and going and doing things anyway, they hire a lobbyist to get trespassing laws made worse in Idaho, and the bill passes. Like, oh my god, it's fucking incredible. I think what's by the way, that's seven hundred thousand acres is bigger than Luxembourg. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, no, it's an insane. You know that country? Of life. I, I, in I appreciate Europe? you finding some like perspective <laughs> like, on this. It's bigger, and that's just them. All those hundred um, families own basically the size of probably a mid-sized European country. It's, anyway, that is fucking owning public countries. So briefly, this is not that funny, but. This happened already in England, I think the 1300s. The closing of the commons at the end of the Middle Ages, where when basically the only way peasants survived Mm -hmm. in England and Ireland, just both those islands, the British Isles, were living off uh, on on landlords' land and then giving them, paying them like fealty, essentially. Uh, There's other words for it, but it doesn't matter. And... I don't know. It was sort of the actually the beginning of the like the early modern period and when mercantilism mm-hmm. and capitalism started to emerge. And then they realized they could make more money, not by having living people there, but by fencing it off. It was essentially capitalism 101. Yep. And they kicked people out and there was nowhere to go. This is literally that. When you were taking public roads and you were buying tracts of land the size of countries and... You can't own that much land. You shouldn't. It's a, You can't own that much. There's an incredible... Uh... William Bruce Harrison, the scion to an oil fortune, now owns 19 mountains in Colorado. You can't own a mountain! <laughs> you shouldn't be allowed to own a mountain anymore. Pocahontas teaches us nothing! Pocahontas did actually teach us um, nothing. The story of Pocahontas is about a white dude getting his dick wet yeah. and then taking all her and shit. And then destroying everything. Like, that is the story. The story of Pocahontas is 19 mountains owned um, by this shitty white dude. Uh, yeah, honestly. Oh my god. Named William Bruce Harrison. Also, yeah, uh, the scion. To an oil fortune. Oh, he, his, it's the same shit. They're just doing the Divine Rider Kings. It really I just, is. I just, In ah. their own country. In their country. It's it's incredible. We're uh, just like, we have so to yeah. go their way. So yeah, these, these fucking billionaires, the Wilkes mm-hmm, Brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, they talk a lot about how much God has blessed them. Oh. Oh. God, divine right, God huh? has given them much oh. and they, they need to give back oh. by protecting the land. You are frackers. You know... <laughs> that one got me. That one got me. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't have a. I don't have a take except for this AK sitting in my hand yeah, right yeah. now. I'm polishing Abolish it. Abolish Her name is beautiful. <laughs> uh, which, they also donated uh, to generously to causes like right wing media outlets, Senator Ted Cruz's White House run, uh, and Trump's reelection bid. Uh, weird. And then they bought all of this land. Yeah, shocking. And then like we want to be good neighbors. Mr. Wilkes said, "This is an inc- like. Yeah. I know some people think we haven't been." Just because we haven't let them freely roam across our property as they saw fit. But I'll also offer this. Mm. Do you want me camping in your front yard? Oh my god. I don't <laughs> Nineteen mountains are a yard. This is what yeah. billionaires in this country do. They say I have everything, it's the same as your nothing. It's the um, it's the original American lie. Oh, it actually it is, is the American it actually, lie. We'll get to this. It speaks to like some this article ends up being an incredible like take on just like this is why capitalism doesn't work i, I really like, i really want to dip my bullets yeah. in like uh just like actually carving the front of the marx's face just mm. like his like weird like beardy face yeah. just like on the bullets that i shoot he did have a weird beardy face you are correct in that it's okay i love him anyway it's a good take uh yeah the concept of a multi-hundred thousand acre <laughs> estate as a front yard as a front yard it's an incredible lie for a state that you don't fucking live in it's an incredible lie insane incredible and I, these guys by the way are collecting accolades because they they put it all up as conservation yeah. for their personal luxembourg yeah. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, they, yeah, exactly. they own they have a luxembourg they just get to go to it <laughs> Sounds pretty dope, honestly. I know! A Luxembourg for everyone. Um, <laughs> That's what so- socialism's about. Yeah. That. You get a Luxembourg. So, this is the guy that runs his Land Preservation Foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, 
John John's earned everything he's made. Oh my god. You can't earn a billion dollars. You can't earn a billion dollars. You can't. You can only steal you it. You can only steal it. You stole it from the earth and you stole it from the labor of the people that did the work for I you. I love like, that they get billions of dollars from oil that no one owns. Yeah. It's just there. Certainly not the people that actually owned the land before he bought it. Like, oh fuck off. God. This whole concept. Also, a fracker buying country's worth of land in our country is so sad. It's a beautiful country. And this um, is not a funny take, but like stunning out here don't worry he's gonna preserve it for you you just won't be able to visit because of the armed guard <laughs> uh, i'd actually feel better if i knew he was gonna preserve it yeah anyway if he wants to purchase an own land we live in a capitalist country why shouldn't someone be able to buy land that's the whole concept of private property he said in a defense <laughs> that actually manages to point out very clearly why we need to destroy these things listen I am more of a democratic socialist. I don't want to abolish the concept of, of private pro- property. You're just fucking making no, it. No, here's the thing. I would prefer to still be able to like have a couple things. But you know what? I would rather abolish private property than someone own 19 fucking mountains. Yes. If what you're telling me is I have to put up with this bullshit because I pay $2,300 for rent in fucking <laughs> Los Angeles, guess what I'm going to tell you? Like... We're, go- we're going to war. Yeah, like, it's fine. Shit's happening. It's fine. I don't need my private property. I need you to not have Luxembourg. Like, yeah, I can rent my iPhone. Fuck off. Yeah. Like, it's, ama- it's an amazing defense. We live in a capitalist country. Yep. I, I love that, like, that's a little bit like saying, like, uh, it's the same defense of putting children in cages. We have to put them in cages because that's what the law says. It's almost, <laughs> it's almost like it's. You, the law is what's wrong. Um, uh, I'm gonna. There is one I feel final so much amazing rage. note that we have. This is this is. <laughs> there's this more. Is, oh yeah, there's How just there? one more thing. There's always more. It's just it, and it's just funny. Okay. Some residents <laughs> that were trying to be reasonable emailed the Wilkes brothers, okay. asking permission to cross the property. These Again, so some like, of these roads were. These public. actually are some good God-fearing yeah. people. <laughs> they were surprised. When the response they received suggested that they first visit a popular right-wing website and share opinions of its content. Oh, my God. That site, Prager University. No. No. <laughs> which we have talked about. We have. It's the... Featuring it, videos supporting the hardline conservative views of Ben Shapiro and Dinesh D'Souza. And that portal has been heavily financed by the Wilkes brothers. I just... Fucking incredible. Uh, Fucking incredible. At least they're trying to educate the community. They sent them to a university. (laughs) What we've talked about before is how there's no actual organic movement towards things like Ben Shapiro. This stuff gets financed. It gets financed by billionaires. Mm -hmm. And the most clear example we can see of that, it's like, oh, you want to use the land that we stole? You want to have a conversation. You want to have a conversation about using the land. That we stole from you. Go comment on our PragerU videos so that it seems like people care. It's, it's Mr. Hoarding, a lifelong conservative, was insulted, he said. I'm not going to give my political views to use your land. Maybe I'm coming back around Ron Swanson. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, like, if, if more conservatives were like Mr. Hoarding, it might it might be better. Uh, I just... It's just an insane... Like, again, we're talking about very real. We're talking about private yeah. capture of the public good. Like, we're talking about yeah. a lot of very real and terrible things. Well, the, the right wants to eliminate any idea of anything that's owned by the public. Yeah. And, and, and by the way, things from prisons. And all those, what? by the way, those baby detention centers run by private companies for oh, profit. Yeah, for because, profit. And prisons. And you know why they make all that money? Because it, and you, if, when you make it profit you incentivize that they give them as little as possible Absolutely. and they want to take that the short in cage they want to put every single person in a cage as little as possible for as much profit as possible it's true every person they want to own 19 mountains they want they, 19 it, they want to own every mountain yeah let me tell you since 07 that number has gone up 50 percent yeah. it's not going to stop oh no it's oh, not no. going to stop and if joe biden gets his way it won't i can tell that you brought it home because i am so filled with rage and silence and sorrow uh, it's how really... we end every week no that was great uh that was great way to bring it all back around uh fuck fuck billionaires fuck joe biden and if not let's get some make eggs guys i'm into it this has been shitty christians <laughs> god we are actually pretty shitty christians